Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And we have some breaking news. Breaking news. I did not see this coming, not that I know anything about the law. Ana de Armas fans' lawsuit puts studios at risk over deceptive trailers. I thought this was going to be thrown out, and it hasn't been thrown out. The Ana de Armas fandom won their lawsuit. Well, they didn't win yet. Are you saying? They didn't win yet. The Ana de Armas fandom could win their lawsuit. Yes. I'm saying that they could win the lawsuit. So he ruled that the case involving the movie Yesterday, written by... Richard Curtis. Richard Curtis. The 2019 film about when the Beatles didn't exist in the world. An iconic mm-hmm. premise that mm-hmm. we will never forget. Exactly. Even if we didn't see the movie, we'll never forget that that oh, movie I was love about it. that. I love Yesterday. Isn't doesn't also Coca Cola doesn't exist too? Aren't there random other things that don't exist? There are a lot like, of things that don't exist. Yeah, it's not just the Beatles, but it's, it's mostly Coca-Cola. the Beatles. Yeah, it's Coca Cola. Okay, so two Ana de Armas stands fans. I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like part of me is kind of like these are like legal trolls. You know, like you know how people do lawsuit like lawsuits as a hobby, like mm-hmm. just to push the whatever. Two Ana de Armas stands filed a lawsuit alleging that they'd rented the movie after seeing um, Armas de Armas mm-hmm. in the trailer. Only yeah. to discover that she was cut out of the final film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their names are Connor Wolf of Maryland and Peter Rosa of San Diego, a 38-year-old and a 44-year-old person. They said, I spent $3.99 to watch Ana de Armas. Yeah, these to me don't feel like Ana de Armas stands. They are. Ana de Armas appeals to everyone. You're putting her into a bubble that I think you need to broaden, you know? Sure. <laughs> So Universal, I'm going to quote Variety, Universal sought to throw out the lawsuit, arguing that movie trailers are entitled to broad protection under the First Amendment. The studio's lawyers argued that a trailer is, quote, an artistic, expressive work that tells a three-minute story. No, but it is marketing. Mm -hmm. And then the judge, someone named, what was his name? Stephen Wilson, which I looked into him more. Stephen Wilson rejected the argument, finding that a trailer is commercial speech and that it is subject to California false advertising law and the state's unfair competition law. He goes, at its core, this is from the ruling, a trailer is an advertisement designed to sell a movie by providing customers with a preview of the movie. And he said, if that preview says Ana de Armas is in it, Ana de Armas better better fucking be in it. it. But it's also funny because it's like, Okay, so you're telling me that, like, this can happen for a trailer, but Ana de Armas can be in a commercial where she, like, slathers oil of Olay on her body and be like, I use this product every day. It's my favorite product, which is clearly, like, a lie. We're not and talking that about can that. stand. We're not talking about that. We're talking about movie trailers. Mm-mm. I know. I guess that's not a fair, Mm-mm, that's not that's a confusing. fair comparison. I know, We're talking I'm about movie trailers. A, doing a straw man argument. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, fine. He said the, co- the court is holding up this this mm-hmm. lawsuit and we will go to court with it we will actually go to court with it mm-hmm. now they can go to discovery oh my god wait is this going to be class action can i get involved i don't know here's what this says i 
I'm not going to pretend to. I'm not going to pretend to know what the law is. It says the plaintiffs. If it's class action, I can get involved. Well, listen. I think that's what this means because it mentions the word class. It says they are seeking, as in the Anna, the Anna Armour stands, Connor and Peter. They are seeking at least five million as a rep- as representatives of a class of movie customers. The case will now proceed to discovery and a motion for class certification. What I need is like I need discovery to include texts from like Richard Curtis and Danny Boyle and like a studio head that's like we're cutting Anna and he's like how dare you cut Anna we can't cut on Anna and it's like no we have to cut Anna it's confusing the audience they think that he's in love with Anna and not Lily James and it's like no you cannot cut Anna I hope there's Anna drama is what I want from these uh these this discovery the I don't think the idea and how they cut Anna has anything to do with the fact that it was false representation I know what you mean. Unless I'm just saying, they, I don't know anything about the law. Unless they find some, like, Amy Pascal-ass emails that are like, the keep her in. It'll get asses in seats. Yeah, <laughs> if right. If you keep Anna in, we'll get asses right, in seats. Right, right, And right. then they go, but Amy, but amazing Amy, that's deceitful. And she'll go, I don't give a shit if it's deceitful. You know, like, that's what we need. Right. We need those sorts of smoking guns. That's what I call amazing Amy, a smoking gun. Don't forget that Anna was posting the movie playing a love interest that deterred him from his main love interest, Lily James. Lily James. Mm-hmm. And he and Richard cut her because, as he actually explained very clearly, audiences did not like the idea of Patel's character straying from his primary love interest. Mm-hmm. They said, mm-hmm. we don't need some sort of, you know, vixen. We don't need vixen. some sort of, some some, wom- some sexy woman. Vixen. We want yeah, normal we don't need Lily it. James. Yeah. We want a normal woman, yeah. Lily James. But that wasn't enough for these people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. All right. I looked up this judge and I was like, has he done anything? Steven Victor Wilson. Yeah, he, his favorite he, movie is what's the movie on a Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. <laughs> his favorite movie is his Blade Runner twenty forty nine. It's in his ballotpedia. He has a Wikipedia. He was appointed by Ronald Reagan, so he's been in office for a yeah, very well, long time. Yeah, it makes sense that he loves Anadarmus. What if we find his Twitter and he's like RTing Anadarmus, like us Anadarmus fans? Well then we'd ha- he'd have we'd have to dismiss him from the case, you know? Yeah, we would. We'd have to dismiss from the case. I, I there, was, there was one other piece of um, breaking news that I wanted to read because I think that this woman is is has been around in culture long enough to be a who. I saw this tweet from at Pop Warning on the Who Weekly feed. Um, What's Pop said, Warning? Pop, just someone at Pop Warning. Their their username, their display name is Dorito. So I, I don't know what to tell okay. you. And it looks. I like thought it was display. like a new pop. I got er- ner- nervous. Like pop. No no no. You know just I mean? Pop Warning. Uh, at pop warning username display name is dorito avatar dorito. is ariana grande and banner is ghostface from scream okay. so like this is well, someone i relate to yeah, i relate to this person interest. i really like that and they tweeted this viral tweet this woman has been climbing these stairs since 2014 crying face and it's the woman who climbs from 2014 to 2015 Oh, uh, with a I bag love of love, God, oh, and focus. I love when and it she says climbs. lousy, fake friends, temper, hate, heartbreak, negativity behind her. And she's climbing into 2023. She's been walking the stairs since we first decided that years were bad. You know, when we said <laughs> yes. the first time we said 2015, that year sucked. This woman has been climbing the stairs, you know? She has been. She I has love been. Her. And what I was like, well, who is, who is she? And I went to, of course, Know Your Meme because they had everything. You know, and I found out they that do, yeah. the artist who made the this meme of the woman is still yeah. making so many illustrations, has a very, you know, jam-packed Instagram account at Peniel and Chill on uh-huh. Instagram. Amazing. And there she is. And she's still making beautiful art. I think 
what's amazing is like just as we have the awful year new year's eve year glasses every year you know they redesign them and they try and put the numbers around your eyes mm -hmm. and they flop we they need flop. a new we need a new woman climbing for every year you know <laughs> yeah just She's an updated outfit like an updated outfit that reflects the style of the year sure you know? sure sure and and just in what she's climbing towards what she's climbing from mm -hmm. but i think this right. woman is a who right she's not a them this woman who climbs the stairs she's a who. i mean she's a contextual who she's <laughs> okay that's she's a, a who in her cat as i said she's a who in her category what i said last week you said it she said a top category leader who what did you say she's I a always category forget. leader she's a she's no a top, category leader uh, them in her class of in her category, category I, think I don't remember it. what you said. I don't remember what we talked about on Monday. You know, like, I don't remember these things. <laughs> you can't. I can't possibly remember what I said on Monday. No. You are listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. So let's start with some comments, and then we'll do concerns. Uh, no concerns, actually. Just questions. And then we'll be done with this episode, and you can enjoy your holiday weekend. No concerns, know? actually. I don't think there are concerns. Were there concerns this week? No. I don't no. think so. No. Jack, I'm such a fan. It's great to meet you. Thank you for being here. Um, have your paths crossed before? Do you know Roxanne? No, no, no we've never no. met before, but, but it's really nice to meet you. I'm a big fan. Nice meeting you. Me too. Wow. Thank, yeah. Thanks. Wait a minute. Did I see a blush there? Was there, <laughs> was know, there was blushing? There. It no, felt like there was blushing. It was just delight, giving him a sort of blushy look, yeah. maybe. I think it looks like blushing. We'll see. We actually have a team backstage who do blush analysis. They'll be analyzing all the footage right now. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy, a long time, a long time. I had to pause the pod. I'm sorry, this is the most annoying type of call, but Lindsay, you just referenced Sarah Paulson having a song sung about her on an award show. Do you mean the iconic Laura Dern song that the um, LA Gay Men's Choir sang at the Indie Spirit Awards? Because if so, that's a pretty iconic mix-up. Anyway, crunch, crunch. Iconic mix-up, Lindsay. We should play a clip. That was a good song. I mean, same woman to me, some in a mm -hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Laura, we should also call out everyone that we talk about in this episode who's a Nepo baby. Laura Dern, Nepo baby. Done. Oh, my God. Nepo baby. Then can we stop? Then, then can we, we can stop, stop forever? <laughs> forever. Sarah Paulson, not Nepo baby. Not a Nepo baby. Laura Dern picking her feet up on the couch. Laura Dern ordering a kale salad. Laura Dern dressed in court, just all of Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Hello, Timmy, uh, Bobby, Lindsay. Um, pause the pod because I actually used to work for Blue Man Group, and I can confirm they are not necessarily wet. They are definitely uh, creamy. Um, whenever I used to have to help out with auditions or rehearsals, I would somehow end up with blue all over my shoes. Um, but, yes, so they are, in fact, not quite liquidy, but they are definitely creamy and messy and would 100% be covered in cat hair should they walk into your apartment body. Bye. Crunch, crunch. Hi, you weekly. Uh, short time, short time. Um, I had to pause the pod because you guys were talking about um, the blue man meeting the queen. Um, and this is stupid, but I've worked for blue man and I can confirm that um, their faces and heads are 
they're covered in, like, grease paint, like stage makeup. So if you were to put your hand on a blue man's face or head, your hands would come away blue. Um, their hands are just gloves, though, so you can shake hands without getting blue on your hands. Anyways, hope that is a fun fact. Okay, bye! I was thinking the blue men could have different consistencies of blue on their lips and head. So, like, the lips could have, like, more of a... No, but the first caller, I think, confirmed that the blue men Creamy. are not tacky. They're not solid. Let's see they're not dry they're and they're not matte. tacky. They're creamy. They're creamy. It's a creamy thing. They're not, like, crusty, you know? So you do get blue all over you. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, long time, long time. I had to pause the pod while you were talking about Katherine Jenkins because... You said she had a very boring personal life, and that is just not true. She is one of the women that David Beckham apparently, supposedly, seemingly cheated on Posh Spice with. Um, and I have worked with her on a few operas, and she, she's, she's hilarious in a very trolly way. She was in a show that I worked on with another famous opera singer. <coughs> um, sorry, I have COVID. And um, both of them were promised top billing and both of them were promised the last bow. And um, on press night, um, he agrees to let her have the first bow, but he runs off stage before her bow. And then after running off stage, he then runs back on to take a second bow after her. And he also punched a hole in a wall. And because of that, the rest of the cast all hated him. So Catherine bought pizzas for everyone, bought mugs with her face on for everyone. And everyone in the opera company was also given copies of her calendar, which we later realised were because it, there was a misprint and February had 32 days. Um, but yeah, she is boring. Her personal life, not so much. Crunch, crunch, live in the Vida laptop. I'm like ashamed that we miss this like crucial backstory for this woman because I can get into it. There's so much more than what we went over. Mm. I mean, the the mug story aside, which is great. A calendar with February 32nd. Incredible. <laughs> so the David Beckham thing is fascinating because basically, so I'm reading about it in the Metro and they were rumored to have had a fling while he was married, right? Mm -hmm. But it was never even close to being confirmed. It was immediately denied. There were no photos. It was kind of this like really this rumor that kind of got out of control. Mm -hmm. But, but the crazy thing was that this has nothing to do with the affair. Apparently, there was this thing called Becky Leaks in 2016. Do you remember this at all? Because I really I don't. I remember the word Becky leaks, but I also distinctly remember saying, I don't really care about this. <laughs> so David Beckham's emails were leaked between him and his advisors in 2016. I'm not really sure what happened there, but let's just say we don't need to get into like the like how it happened, but just that it happened. So one mm -hmm. of the emails included an email about her in the email. He was mean to her. He was told that she was receiving um, like the the queen's award or whatever the OBE the OBE which I don't even know what that stands for but yeah, a, a order award of the from British the Queen. Empire I believe there's all these levels of it yeah and he said Catherine Jenkins OBE for what singing at the rugby and going to see the troops plus taking coke fucking joke <laughs> so David Beckham like blatantly like called this woman a cokehead in his emails about like responding to them being like oh she's also getting this like this private or whatever 
so she on Twitter denied the she had on Twitter denied their Dolly there there may be fling she said mm-hmm. dear Twitter friends I've read some horrible <laughs> rumors on here and want you to know I absolutely deny I've had an affair with David Beckham the rumors are very hurtful untrue and my lawyers tell me actionable I've only met David twice once at the military awards in 2010 on a night out in the West End in February 2012 we were out in a group of friends and it was just a normal night out so we are clear I've never been on my own with him and never arranged to meet up okay and then okay. she commented on the comment. I don't think he ever commented about yeah, that. But I, she also was like, I'm demanding an apology from him about <laughs> the Coke thing. Singing at the rugby and going to see the troops plus taking Coke. Fucking joke. Apparently David. he was referring to another period in her life where she did do that stuff. So he mm-hmm. wasn't like 100% off. It's just like she doesn't. She was like, I don't do Coke anymore. You know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A rep hit back at David's alleged comments in a statement saying, quote, I say Catherine was awarded an OBE for her services to music and charity. <laughs> Good for the rep. Hi, Weekly. So I'm a lesbian and I'm on lesbian TikTok and I heard you talk about the JoJo Avery Cyrus breakup. But I just want to add a little more drama there. Um, so Avery actually is going on a vacation uh, with her ex that they planned eight months ago that's non-refundable, Okay. And then JoJo took um, Avery on her uh, royal, like, her cruise uh, sponsorship um, as a sorry I broke up with you present. They literally said that. You can look that up. Um, So it's just crazy. And, like, of of course it's not a clean break. Like, of course there's drama. Like, lesbian TikTok is living for it. But I'm just, like, it's just. Like, this girl gets two vacations out of her exes, clean. Um, but I hope JoJo dates someone better because I did not like Avery. All right, crunch crunch. Um, me in on lesbian TikTok. I'm so grateful to have the perspective of somebody, quote unquote, on lesbian TikTok call in and like, like clear it up, you know? A lesbian who loves JoJo, we need that perspective. But like, not even. I just the idea that she cares like defining yourself as no, but I feel like the thing with being quote unquote on lesbian TikTok, it doesn't mean you actually care about any specific person. It just means that like semi famous lesbians in drama is your mm-hmm. interest. Like it doesn't have to be. Jo- <laughs> I'm not even like I wouldn't even be like oh this JoJo stand. I would just be like this girl on lesbian TikTok because it just means that like things like Fletcher and what else Chrishell now and G Flip and I could just go on like these specific people you mm-hmm. care about because it's part of the genre you know what I mean yeah. you just love the genre the genre the genre um, you love the genre <laughs> is that a I really just, Fox? what am I quoting <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I, I don't know you were quoting like a, you were quoting if, if you weren't quoting Julia Fox you were quoting it's her vibe the genre. for sure okay I'm doing something um, whatever anyways you'll so Jojo Siwa and Avery Cyrus the reason we know, we quoted what's so annoying again about the last about episode. What? We quoted oh. the Avery comment where she said, "We are broken yeah. up, but like we're, it's fine, and we we just this isn't the right this isn't right for either well, of us. Jojo, it's fine. We just want to be friends." An hour that, later, after that episode was edited and, or came out or whatever, came out with her clap back. What was her? Wait, I missed her clap back. What was her clap back? She she posted something that implied that. She was used for views. It's further down in this thing. She said, 
in her Instagram stories on December 19th, the superstar critically called out oh. a person who she said took advantage of her fame. After being asked by someone off camera why she's quote unquote mad, JoJo replied she as she paced back and forth in what appeared to be a hotel suite, quote, because I got used for views and for clout. I got tricked into being told I was in love and I got fucking played. Oh, was that JoJo. a sound or did she actually say that? See, that's why this shit kills me. It's <laughs> TikTok, like TikTok. I can't think about it. I gotta open it because if she said that, that's one thing. If it's a sound that if she it's lip a sound, to, if it's like on, a lip gotta... sync from some like TV show that no one's ever seen, but hears on TikTok, Hold then on, it's I'm, a different sort of it. thing. I'm playing. I got tricked into being told I was in love, and I got fucking played. Yeah, no, truly. Hold on here. Oh God. Okay, so it's a mixture of the two problems that we had. It's, it is a fake sound. But the she did a captions to explain when the when the when the voice says something above her head. Wait, when when it, the voice says, "Is it me?" It says, "You told one of my best friends that you were excited to be dating me because you're growing your career and want to get to the top." Mm-hmm. She wrote that, so that is that is a statement. Because I don't what I don't like is when <laughs> this is a TikTok. This is an epidemic. I would say <laughs> when celebrities are like quoted as saying something but it's the tiktok sound and they're just lip syncing to it or whatever mm-hmm. that's been happening a lot recently have you noticed i have noticed this but the the video that you're quoting is from her mom's tiktok which is even oh. weirder so we have to go to her mom's <laughs> tiktok it's account this is so confusing and 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 also we need we need like the mla to tell us exactly how to quote TikTok videos yeah. in a consistent manner because across all forms me, of journalism. Right. You have to tell me what's the sound? Mm-hmm. Is it original sound or is it a memed sound? Is she saying it? Is it a caption? Is it a caption is she with... saying it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Is it a caption with her sound? Is it a caption without her sound? Is it a silent caption? Is it a caption from a meme but then her sound? What is... What is... Exactly. We need uniformity here. This is hell. <laughs> this is literally hell. And like, I can't find Jesslyn Siwa's TikTok that everyone is quoting. But somewhere in that TikTok, JoJo said, captioned, or lip synced. Because I got used for views and for clout. I got tricked into being told I was in love and got fucking played. It, we don't know if it was, we don't know if she spoke it, if she synced it, if she wrote it, if she captioned it. That's, but either way, it's attributed to her. <laughs> God, you're right. This is really a problem. This is a huge problem. We're going to have a problem here. <laughs> this is a problem. Like, this is crazy that now we literally can't figure out how to do Like, we cannot figure out how to do this. There's no way to do this correctly. And all of the lesbians on TikTok are screaming about it. And we can't figure <laughs> out how to, like, report on it responsibly. And then we have this E! Online story that editorializes it to this weird degree where they go, JoJo Siwa pokes fun at breakup drama. And they call it a comedy video. And it's like, but it sounds like she's actually making some serious allegations here and that it's not comedy. Just because she's doing it to a voiceover does not mean it's comedy. comedy. Like They're right. also kind of seeing TikTok as like this binary where it's like you do a funny trend and it's comedy. It's like people do funny trends and it's quite sad often mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. or dramatic or whatever. But they cover it up with like the humor of the sound. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh my god! All right. Anyway, but we didn't really talk about the fact that did they go on the boat? together? That they go on the boat together, and okay. she goes, "I'm breaking up with you. I got you this gift 
as a breakup present within a sponsored piece of Royal Caribbean content, (laughs) which is a first. I've never seen that before. That's funny. It's in a montage. It's like many, many, many little snippets. And it's like, and then also this cruise, this cruise. And also we're broken up. Here's confirmation. (laughs) And then all the people in the comments, I I assume the TikTok lesbians. Or to, are adding things to the comments that say things like, patiently waiting for at Kale's arrival. At Kale, I'm sorry, I'm breaking up with you. At Kale's, at Kale's, trying to get this person Kale's attention. I'm like, who is Kale's? So I Google it's who is a, Kale's. obviously a celesbian <laughs> gossip TikToker. And I find a website that refers to Kale's as a celesbian gossip TikToker who has been discussing the alleged presence of JoJo's ex, Kylie, in some of JoJo's recently posted videos. I have to say that I cannot imagine a worse place to be broken up with or break up with someone then than a sponsored Royal Caribbean cruise a Royal Caribbean cruise sponsored or not sponsored but yes but a, a Royal, Royal Caribbean, Caribbean cruise, cruise that you are being paid to take where you can't even yes. say like I'm getting on a lifeboat I'm getting out of yeah. here you know no, like, yeah you can't even sink the ship you have to follow through you can't right. be like Titanic you know you can't be like iceberg right ahead right you mentioned Triangle of Sadness earlier, but it is funny, like, imagining what is this Ruben Ostland, Ruben Ostland watching this drama and being like, <laughs> they win, <laughs> they win. <laughs> uh, I hope you turn all these calls into a montage. The New York magazine that just dropped is like, the year of the Nepo baby. It's so many articles to read. I can't wait for you guys to talk about this. Come, friend. Hi, Bobby Lindsay. Can you rank from who to them all of the Nepo babies on the New York Magazine cover from this week? Thank you, Crunch Crunch. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, long time, long time. Um, This isn't a question. This is just me calling to say that I'm so sorry for all of the Nepo baby calls that you are about to get because of this new Vulture New York Magazine cover. Um, So, you know, solidarity, sending you guys good vibes, hope that you guys and Timmy don't have too terrible of a time sorting through your voicemail and sorry to contribute one more. All right, crunch, crunch. Bye. We got so many calls about the New York Magazine nepotism issue with the cover line, she has her mother's eyes and agent, extremely overanalyzing Hollywood's Nepo baby boom by Nate Jones. Shout out to Nate Jones, shout out to Gazelle, shout out to the team at New York Magazine for putting together what is the definitive collection of the conversation. It's over. We're finished. But I think it's nice to have all the conversation in one place and kind of dissected, dissected and thought about in a way bigger than just people's tweets. You know, it just feels like every day we'd get a new tweet about someone and it just would restart the conversation like whether or not I agree with every single designation which some I had some issues with because I feel like it's getting nitty nitpicky and like sometimes it can't there's no like general rules for this even though it's a general term Mm -hmm. but I was happy that they kind of attempted to sum it up in a way you know Mm -hmm. with the cover with the story I made a lovely gift guide. Did you see I included the angel yes. number candles? Yes. I mean, I love the how people were saying, have you seen this Who Weekly? Have you seen this? And it's like, seen it? Lindsay contributed. Lindsay's in it. Right. What I was actually working on that didn't end up making it that I thought was a really interesting thing that I couldn't quite figure out was um, Nepo siblings, a sibling connection and whether that is helpful. And I would argue that a lot of the times it's hurtful. It doesn't mm-hmm. help your career to have a sibling mm-hmm. I think that's a good argument. I think so that's a good argument. So I was just, that was a really hard thing because it didn't quite fit within the kind of argument that they were making for all this being helpful. I mm-hmm. was like, the one thing that actually really isn't helpful is this sibling thing. It's more like power trickles down. It doesn't necessarily move laterally. Trickle across. Yeah, it doesn't trickle across. 
I had a great time reading all of the different features. It's fun. It's cheeky in a way that celebrities are imp- are incapable of understanding. So yes, celebrities and shout have- out to <laughs> Vulture and New York Magazine for publishing something that's a little bit cheeky and fun with celebrities. Um, I know those publicists for access can be very. Uh, they really love to threaten to take away <laughs> such access. So I am. No, when I read this stuff, I really am impressed that they said we're going to say what we want about this. We're going to tell mm-hmm. the truths about. Yes. Uh, you know, whom, whomever, Lily Rose Depp, and not worry that her Lottie Moss publicist might not let us have an interview with her or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. no. See, that that cannot happen. But it does no. happen. So I'm, I'm impressed is what, is what I'll say. So we have on the cover, um, in what I find really hilarious, like the cover is very funny to me. The, co- the cover uh, very is well hilarious. Done. It's so funny. Like we, have Dear Ed- we have Dear Evan Hansen looking like he should have been in the film. He looks younger here <laughs> than ever. <laughs> you notice that okay that's good that's really good <laughs> they made him a baby okay. and he looks like Darren Hansen and then okay, we have nice. um John David Washington Denzel's son Dakota Johnson Melanie Griffith's daughter and Don Johnson's daughter Jack, Jack Quaid, Quaid Megan kid. Dennis Quaid's son Maya Hawk Uma and Ethan's daughter Maude Maud Apatow, Apatow uh, Leslie and Judd's daughter Lily Rose Depp uh Johnny Depp and what's her name's daughter Vanessa Paradis Yes, Vanessa Paradis, Ben Platt, son of Mark Platt, and Zoe Kravitz, son of Lenny Kravitz and uh, Lisa Bonet. Yeah, so a great, a great spread. A it's great a great spread. spread. And yeah. these are these are people that it's a great spread because it's not none of them are obscure. They're the people where you would say, "Oh, I, I wait, I saw them in something recently." Oh, I didn't realize, yeah. you know. And no one who listens to Weekly is surprised by more this. More established you know. to up and coming, which I like. Mm-hmm. So you have your Maude Apatow next to your Dakota Johnson, mm-hmm. and then you get the. Dakota, oh, we love Dakota. She's haven't she proven herself? And next to Ahmad Apatow, who's like, we have not proven herself yet. I would argue, <laughs> you know. Yes, yes. Like the she has one role that we like, and we have to see what what happens with that, which is nice. So, Same with like Maya Hawk or whatever. So ranking these people from who to them is actually I'm looking at the list and and I'm hard. finding it quite hard. Yeah, um and I feel like hard. it might be easiest to go top down. Them to who? Yeah. Th- them to who? And I'm not sure like, if. I'm not sure if it's, I think it's between, I think it's between Dakota, Dakota and Zoe. Dakota and Zoe. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I agree but with But I that. don't know who. Maybe, and maybe they tie, it's, maybe that's cheating, but I, I kind of want to make them tied. It's between Dakota and Zoe, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just put them at the top. And then there's a lot of people in the same realm to me. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in the same realm, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even Denzel's kid is still kind of he's, in this... He's, he hasn't had a big breakout role. Even Inception didn't really count because of, tenet, I think, mostly the tenet, pandemic. Tenet, oh, Tenet. You sorry. said Inception. <laughs> sorry, Inception. Um, he wishes and, like, he was no in one Inception. Saw Amsterdam. He was in Tenet. <laughs> but because like he, his right, like, dad he is, is so famous. In, but he's like, you're right. He's starring in these big, buzzy movies, and yet it's not catching fire. It, I'd almost put next either Big Ben Platt or, oh, God. <sighs> <laughs> Ben Platt or Jack Quaid, maybe? No. Jack Quaid, no one watches The Boys. No, a lot of people watch The Boys, but no one cares. But the thing is, it's like, like, what's more popular, The Boys or Euphoria? Because I would argue that, like, how you you determine that is how you feel about Maude Apatow and Jack Quaid. Because they have the same Well, more people watch Euphoria than The the Boys, right? So wouldn't you put Maude? And also, a lot of people watch Stranger Things. What about Maya Hawke? These are really hard. I would say... Maya Hawk, Jack Quaid, and Maude Apatow are literally on the same level, with with Ben Platt slightly below them, and I would say Lily Rose Depp is below all of them. Lily Rose Depp at the bottom. 
Well, what about Oprah? What about Denzel's kid? No, Denzel. Denzel's kid, I think, may be below. uh, But he's a he's above Lily Rose. (sighs) Do you think he's below Ben Platt? I think Ben Platt is higher than Denzel's kid. Oh, then wow. Ben Platt's been in so much stuff. I know. At this point. I know. He really I think has. that it actually, you know what it, you know what it is? I think it's Zoe Kravitz, Dakota, Ben Platt. Then, <gasps> I know. And then we have Maya Maud and Jack. And then we have John David Washington and Lily Rose uh-huh. step at the bottom. Wow. Okay. I think okay. it goes Zoe, Dakota together. Ben at number two. At number three, we have a three-way tie between Maya Maud and Jack. Yeah. Then at number four, we have John David. And then at number five, Lily Rose Depp. Because honestly, who is she? I mean, truly, who is she? And John David Washington, I don't I don't know. I just find him. And it's funny so... because the argument you can make is, oh, who is she? Well, she's Johnny Depp's kid. Okay, well, they're all somebody's kids. So you can't mm-hmm. you can't use that um who them determiner in this Nepo ranking. You have Mm-mm. to throw that out the window because they're yeah. all Nepo. So you have yeah. to like judge them based on honestly work and like tabloid coverage. So like, mm-hmm. you know, you're right, John David. John David not doesn't a tabloid get that figure. sort of tabloid. No, he doesn't. Stuff. But Zoe Kravitz does. Dakota mm-hmm. Johnson does. Dakota Johnson definitely does. You know who doesn't? Jack. You know who doesn't? Mon Apatow. Ben Platt, ben Platt does. Got, ben Platt does. Ben Platt, when Evan Hansen got engaged to Evan Hansen. Oh, my God. When the Evan Hansen I felt the up? earth move under my feet. And I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> but, yeah, I think we. I think that's our ranking. Okay, good. great. Okay, great. good. We did it. All right, We don't fine. have to talk about this anymore. Let's move on to. No, go read the issue. Support, yeah, go read the issue, please. Support journalism. Like, they're giving you what you want. This is a great conversation that we're not going to have anymore. And listen up. And, and once again, we don't have to keep quoting, like, Lottie Moss and all the others, but just oh i want i love lottie moss pay attention to all to how upset celebrities are getting it's like oh yeah there's nothing funnier to me about celebrities coming to to the defense of other celebrities for being what they perceive to be aggrieved where it's like celebrities are never angrier than they are when they feel like one of their celebrity pals has been aggrieved unfairly uh, maligned by the media yeah totally and and all of that is is served with the side of not having a sense of humor you know it's so funny that Lottie Moss commented and is getting attention because first of all Lottie Moss's nepotism is via her sister which I would argue is not a very good look for her and Mm -hmm. we just cut her from last week's episode and so she can't even she can't even get on our podcast so she should worry about that she should worry about that that's what she should worry about. The girl he got a face tattoo and we cut her from the podcast. <laughs> Worry about it. Lottie Moss. Lottie Moss tweeted this. Worry I, I saw this because Ira Madison tweeted the screenshot of this like random person's reply. Lottie Moss tweeted, I'm so sick of people blaming nepotism for why they aren't rich or famous or successful. Obviously, it's not fair that people who come from famous families are getting a leg up because of because of that. But guess what? Life isn't fair. If you put your mind to something, you can accomplish. And someone named Matilda responded to Lottie and said, I can see why you think that nepotism isn't a massive advantage, given that Kate Moss is your sister, and yet you haven't managed to do anything with that. <laughs> <laughs> Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. (laughs) Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, Might? uh 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 uh
you said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a, this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because it's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com slash who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You got to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also, practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm going to learn Spanish, I'm going to do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm-hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. Uh, hi, BLT. Long time, long time. I am calling because I just got a people notification that Mary Brown um, confirms split from Cody Brown. Not that she left him because he seemingly was the one who finally pulled the plug. Um, but after the news that Janelle is also leaving, I need you guys to just like do the long awaited deep dive of Sister Wives because it's also all over my FYP. And I know that Bobby is a Discovery Plus girly. So if you could just kind of talk about Sister Wives and the implosion of the Brown family, um, that would be an excellent Christmas present. Crunch, crunch. Um, live in the Vita laptop. 
Leanne Cuisine. Bye. Have we ever touched the sister wives? We no. haven't. But I would argue that 99% of In Touch magazine is coverage about sister wives. 99. Right? And, I'm always, yeah. and I always roll my eyes and I never read it. I always I skip it because it. I don't want, and I also loop them in. I said this before with the Duggars who are a very, very different case. So mm-hmm. it's like we, like I really kind of just like, I don't, want to, I don't want to touch. I don't want to touch. But it turns out the Cody Brown sister wives situation is kind of funny. It's really funny, and it's okay. not, and it's not dark in a in a criminal and extremely um, disgusting and kind of evil way. The way that the yeah. Duggars is dark, you know, exactly. it's dark in that it's about you know relationships kind of Duggar falling name, apart. You know, I hate the Duggars. It's oh dark in a more base level domestic strife way. Yes, and, it's so um, hard to have so many wives. Exactly right. Um, plural marriages it's dark in, in the sense that plural marriages can be difficult you know yes. <laughs> I love the term plural marriages I have to shout out my friend Lauren Plur. because for years yeah. my friend Lauren has r- recommended that I watch Sister Wives and I have rejected no her for the same that. reasons that I yeah. said right. and I was like I'm not doing it and she's like it's really good you should talk about them on who they're so interesting it's so like I love wow. that show and I'm like I'm not uh-huh. gonna watch a show about polygamists and turns out, for all these years, she's been right. This is they are fascinating. Yeah. This is fascinating. And the this family, um, the patriarch Cody Brown, has uh-huh. four sister wives. They're Only one the that he's actually married to. Lifestyle, not the plural lifestyle, which is for ravers. Peace, love, <laughs> unity, and respect. <laughs> Just saying. It's Mary Brown, M E R I, Janelle Brown, Christine uh-huh. Brown, and Robin uh-huh. Brown, spelled like Dixon, uh-huh. and okay. uh, and the singer. Yeah. So, <laughs> but like Dixon, you are <laughs> sorry. Um, the reason why you're not watching Sister Wives is because you're busy watching Real Housewives of Potomac, like religiously. So let's the whole be time clear we were about talking that. about TikTok earlier, I kept imagining all I was thinking about was Ashley doing TikToks. And every time Ashley does TikToks, Stop. someone someone oversees someone sees her and is like, "Oh, doing your TikToks," and she's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." It's like doing your. It's like re, it's oh, like what, watching. Oh, you watching your stories? Oh, you catching no. up? You doing the crossword? Where's Ashley? Oh, she's in the other room doing her she's TikToks. She's doing her TikToks. Okay, back to the show, okay. please. My name is Cody Brown, and you've got to meet my family. I'm a polygamist, but we're not the polygamists you think you know. I have three awesome wives, Mary, Janelle, and Christine. And I have 12 wonderful children. My family's on the verge of a huge change because love should be multiplied not divided the, the way that this person called in the person called in and said oh cody split from mary one of his four wives but that follows his split from um christine last year okay? oh my god he's only has two wives left Mm-hmm. and oh, only one no. of them he's only married to one of them so he's only oh, legally no. married he's to only Robin. got one he's wife spiritually left? married to the other ones he was however legally married to mary mary was the og wife he married Mary in 1990. I mean, I he divorced big... her in 2014. Guess when he married Robin? 2014. Because oh the whole God. conceit of the show, which premiered in 2010, is that, that Cody Brown had three wives. He had Mary, Janelle, Christine. He was only married uh-huh. to one of them, Mary, and the other two were spiritual. And uh-huh. they had been together since the mid-90s, all of them. And they introduced a new wife. And they introduced the Robin. And the show was about how do you work in this younger wife, a.k.a. the Jennifer Goodwin, if you watched Big Love, into Duh. this into yes. this ecosystem that already has like its established rules, its established norms, whatever. They have kids together, you know, like how do you work this new woman in? Will there be drama? Turns out there was drama. There have been I think 17 seasons of this show now, but it's like cable TV seasons where it's like there's a season every like six months or whatever. Wait, 17 seasons? I believe 17 no. seasons. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. 
Yeah. No. I think the 17th just premiered. Yeah. No. 17. 17. No. 17 seasons <laughs> no. of Sister Wives. Oh my God. Like Fra- Frasier wishes. Like where, like the law. Big Bang wishes they had 17 seasons. Okay. So Mary says, I'm splitting with Cody. And she wrote, she says on Instagram, not all is always as it seems. Often we accept a version of a story as truth because it fits the narrative that we've created or what Honey, we want I to believe. I never would. I it's would never not think about, it's as it seems. It's not <laughs> about what this. you're looking at, but it's what you're looking from. Everyone has their own experiences and their own wow. truths. And okay. the reason this shook the caller and you know my friend Lauren and a lot of other people is because she was the OG wife. She's right, always been there for 32 years. 30, well, both spiritually and legally, because the other thing I didn't realize, the other thing I didn't realize is that yeah. right when the show premiered, I was not paying attention to this in 2010. They got in trouble with the law because they were the people were saying they were breaking like bigamy and polygamy rules. And they were like, no, 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 but it's not. And they'd say, no, but it's not bigamy or polygamy because we're not legally married. We're only legally married to one person. The other two are spiritual. It doesn't but count. He was and, actually legally married to two people. Well, the law was even if he wasn't, the law was saying stuff like. It still counts as common law marriage, you know, because uh-huh. you've lived together and, and, and like uh, connected your lives in this way. But yeah, apparently but that can, didn't happen. You, they're they're not in legal trouble anymore. For ten years, I don't know. You, yeah. That's a tough. That's a tough. Uh, tough thing to prove. Yeah. Uh, apparently they 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 got over the legal hurdle pretty early on in the show's run, which is why it's still on. They all live in the same cul-de-sac in Las Vegas, which I didn't realize, which is hilarious. And page six everyone is writing about this now because everyone is sort of turning against cody in mass and so are his children so oh, the no, children that he has children. with each of these women are sort of like well i'm Ooh. team christine we hate robin we don't like cody so yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. getting kind of he has messy. 18 kids by the way this is 17 18 seasons kids. and 18 kids yeah 18, 18 kids. kids i'm gonna be the head of my household again and so i'm not gonna be circumvented in that and so if everybody's willing to conform to patriarchy again, I guess. Yeah, Cody Brown's demanding his wives conform to patriarchy following Christine's exit from their plural marriage. Yeah, I didn't know I'd signed up for patriarchy. So it seems that the, the reason this all started falling apart was because of Robin. So what everyone expected... So it's all on TV. So like, yeah, it's all on TV. What you're saying is like... You're saying Robin came and then it kind of descend- it kind of started falling apart with through 17 seasons of TV show. It's unclear whether or not, which is interesting and sort of kind of why reality TV is so fascinating to this day. Right. It's sort of like if these things were going to happen anyway, which they were, Robin was already entering this family before TV crews got involved. Would things have turned out kind of the way that they did? I or would did argue TV no. make it worse. <laughs> and I think the argument worse, is that always. TV makes it worse. TV always makes, makes it, worse. it worse. It completely made it worse. Here's a Daily Mail headline. The polygamist with four sister wives, including his own stepsister, his own stepsister, and 18 kids who became reality TV gold, dot, 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 before their life crumbled on camera, colon, as Cody Brown splits from a second spouse, female, which is the name of their Daily Mail's weird version of Daily Mail for Women, reveals (laughs) how bitter jealousy blew apart Mormon family. Right. So Mary is the second one who's divorcing after Christine or leaving or leaving. And here's the other thing that I read on another website that... The reason, even if there's problems in the marriage and Cody wants out in yeah. the 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 sect of Mormonism that they are in, which I put it here, it's called the fundamentalist Mormon sect known as the Apost- Apostolic United Brethren, AUB, looks down upon men who leave their wives more harshly than if the woman chooses to pursue separation. So it's sort of saying like men will stubbornly stay in a shitty plural marriage because it's bad on them if they leave. So all these women are choosing. It's like sort of, and then the so women are like, well, to, then I have, have to, to make the decision. You have to yes. out, 
you have to outweigh 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 outweigh
um, Crunch Crunch ScarJo Yummy Pop. Okay, I'm so grateful for this call because I didn't even know there was another Van Patten. Yeah, there's girly. another one. There's so I just Van thought Patton there was girly. Grace, the star of Tell Me Lies, Tell me and lies. I also thought it was the same girl because I also think she's a very bad actress. Like that <laughs> show, like is one of the worst shows I've ever seen. And yeah. Yeah. I thought, oh, Van Patten, we've talked about Anna before, right? And and. Tammy wrote, we've talked about Grace. We talked about Grace Van Patten because not only is she the star of this like buzzy, sexy show, Tell Me Lies, she's also dating her co-star, which is like the number one thing you can do to get attention after being on a buzzy show where it's sexy also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the she you- and the, her co-star <laughs> love to do like a pop walk and like get a pick. Yeah. The, the nepotism here, it's inarguably nepotism because her parents, her father especially was in the industry and was a tv director tim van patten who i guess you probably recognize by name if you watched any of those shows but her uncle (laughs) is dick van patten contrary to your life where you think are always going so badly whatever it is here's a gentleman who everything seems to go great all the time he's a fine actor he's the father in the very popular series eight is enough which as you know is on wednesdays at eight o'clock would you welcome dick van patten You were so funny, Joan. That's the funniest I've ever heard. Isn't she crazy? Couldn't stop laughing back there. That was great. How'd you, how'd you think I was the monologue, Dick? Oh, you were wonderful. <laughs> they all raved about that, too. No, really, they, they, everybody's laughing. I'm so monologue. insecure. Everybody wants to know what <laughs> they did. It's like, it's technically nepotism, but it's not the same. No. It's a, which, is, which is why, still, to this day, we need to make our nepotism um, scale. Because this is yeah. this is nepotism. Because Vulture made a chart and they connected very specific people with things. We're talking about an actual scale of kind of degree of nepotism. Degree. Because how like, powerful is the nepotism? How yeah, strong is like, the arm of nepotism? Which is what I was talking about with sibling life. nepotism, which I find to be not mm-hmm. very powerful. But like, and also if your uncle is is a, a, cl- a clothing a clothing designer for if if he did the costumes for something, that to me is not powerful mm-hmm. necessarily. You know what I mean? So, like, the Van Pattons are a big Hollywood family, but they're not, like, uh, they feel they feel vintage in a way. You know, they feel mid-century or whatever, but they keep having kids, and they keep having kids who stay in the industry. So, it is technically nepotism because the power does trickle down. Um, and sure, if your father is a famous is TV director, yes. you have power there in getting your kids yes, cast you and get, stuff. And both of them are in TV shows. Both of them, one mm-hmm. of them is on the show called Tommy Lies. The other one is on, a, on Gossip Girl, the reboot. Gossip Girl, newly. So yeah. we're talking about Anna Van Patten, who plays someone named Grace in Gossip Girl. Grace Van Patten does not play someone named Grace in Tell Me Lies. Okay? Anna okay. plays Grace, but Anna is not Grace. Okay, I got it. Okay? That's so confusing. Mm-hmm. They remind me, these sister, this sister duo kind of reminds me of Langfords. Remember the sisters who hate each other, the yeah. Langfords? They kind God, of remind me of each other. That's exactly, I was trying to remember, I was trying to figure it's out the who they remind me of. It's the, the Langfords. Langfords. Catherine and what's her name? Catherine and someone else. And what's even funnier is that one of them was in the sexy series. This Mm. after, ever after, after, Mm -hmm. ever. No, it's um, it's called. um, The kind of Fifty Shades adjacent. God, what was that show called? After. Before. Oh, after. Just after. During. Catherine Linkford was Knives Out Girly. Yeah, but then there's a and the sister's then her Josephine. Sister is, she was in after. after. Yeah, which is called after. Okay, why I literally. It, why was it so hard for me? No, but I know. But why was it so hard for me to like remember this poster? Anyways, it reminds me of this because one sister's in like a sexy thing, and one sister with is just Ray Fiennes' son. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So but we have half, similar vibes here. Yeah, similar vibes to the Langford sisters. The thing about it though is that I don't know how you hide it. I think that 
even though it's hard maybe to remember, especially if you're younger, I mean, even our age, like we weren't really around when Dick Van Patten was popular, <laughs> but that name has some weight. The, we the name has weight. It's not about the name or if you remember what the nepotism is from. The essence of the nepotism is the assistance you get, the help you mm -hmm. get, not outwardly, inwardly, like in terms of like getting an internship, getting a casting thing, getting into this door, getting into this door. Even if we don't know as the audience the name and that doesn't help because, you know, like a lot of the Nepo kids have different last names, right? Are not all, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they don't they don't ring a bell. I'm sure that will help. Mm -hmm. But if like, but it's more about the the access is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You know what well, I mean? I'm just well. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm just. I think we're agreeing with each other. I'm just saying. I I think that they do want people to know that they're nepotism because I think that that's kind of. Uh, I haven't seen these shows, so I can't comment on the quality of their acting. I'm just saying, uh, if that's all they have, if that's the best thing they have, you bet your ass they want people to know that they're a Van Patten. You know. And their names. I don't do mean sound to be like, mean to their talent because I can't really speak to do their talent. Do sound like God. Well, I said she was bad. I said I don't like her. Back Grace to Van so Patton's Anna. Thing. Anna Van Patten is new. There's there's less to know about Anna Van Patten than there is to know about Grace Van Patten, right? Uh -huh. Because Anna Van Patten's just starting out here, right? Like on Grace Van Patten's Wikipedia, Anna Van Patten is not blue. You know, like Anna Van Patten doesn't get a blue link. But Grace Van Patten is dating someone allegedly. Maybe she is. her co-star in I didn't know that and Lies. I didn't know okay? this and I feel very I feel fucked up because of this because this is driving me crazy. Well, guess who's you know who's in the show? Tell me lies. Who? Katie Seagal. She's in the show? Yeah. His mommy? So I was mm -hmm. like, well, who's this guy that she's licking tongues with? in an Instagram photo where they're touching tongues and they, they're being coy about their relationship because they play, they, they're they in the same show together. So people are like, oh, are they fucking in real life? Grace Van Patten and her co-star Jackson White. Not only is he White. fucking his girlfriend from the show, his Allegedly. mom is on Katie the show Seagal. is his mom in real life. That's So this crazy. isn't even, so this is, oh God, this makes me hate the show even more. So this show is literally just a reality show. <laughs> this is a reality show. This is a reality. Why, mm -hmm. why even try and have to act well if you could just cast your mother as your mother and call and be like, mommy, you know? Well, when I got into the doc, the last thing in this section was the photo of Grace Van Patten and Jackson White touching tongues in a car. And I was like, well, who's this guy? And I was like, oh, it's the guy that everyone says it's that she's dating. And they're always like, they're the co-stars. And they're always saying, oh, maybe show, we're dating. I love her. I don't I, maybe go we're over dating. The show again. But the show is really explicitly about them. Like, they fuck a lot in the show. So then I'm like, well, who is this guy? Because I don't know who this guy is. And I don't watch the show. And the reason I don't watch the show is because Lindsay complains about it all the time. And she's like, don't do. watch the show. Don't watch the show. I don't watch the show. show. Yeah. So I'm like, who is Jackson White? Well, who is this? And I do one Google of who is Jackson White. And I find out he's nepotism because his mom is Katie Seagal, a.k.a. the mom from Married with Children, a.k.a. like a hilarious comedic actor. Like, we love, we love Katie yeah. Seagal. Who doesn't love Katie Seagal? She's Hysterical. playing a very serious role. Jesus Christ. What are you doing? If a woman is objectively pretty, okay. why don't you just say it? I didn't think she was pretty, Mom. Just thought maybe she'd get better one day. People like her don't get better. How's your Christmas? Families are hard. And Katie Seagal is also nepotism because she was in a showbiz family just like the Van Pattens. Like, not wow. like super famous people, but very but like TV working directors. actors and TV directors. Wow. And guess who her guess who her godfather is? Norman yeah. Lear, like number one That's TV crazy. guy. That's crazy. So it's really He introduced it really her spiraled. parents to each other. Like 
Anna Van Patten, boring snow, snooze. I'm asleep. Who cares? Grace the Van things Patten. that this unlocked, the fact that nepotism continues in this episode is actually sort of gagging me. I truly am shocked that I did not know that Jackson White was playing Katie Seagal's his mom son. <laughs> on this show. And, and and that's the thing about, like, you can roll your eyes at nepotism. You can roll the, the eyes at the, like, breaks that people get that other people don't, whatever. But there is still a sort of disgusting appeal in knowing that a real life parent and child are playing a parent and child in a show. Oh That's God, appealing to me. Of course there me. is. Of course like, there is. There as, has to as, be. As annoying as it is. And you're telling me that happened by accident? It's a draw. No, absolutely it not. Because absolutely it's a, not. It's a draw. So, you know, this this stuff is going to keep happening regardless for, for innumerable reasons. Because they're talented, because they have the opportunities that they don't, but also because it's appealing to the audience. It's like, ooh, interesting. That person. Yeah. The son of that person. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I was just wondering if you guys have seen the author, Emily St. John Mandel. She wrote, uh, she wrote Station Eleven before I got into her show. How she tweeted out recently that um, if you have a Wikipedia page, which she does because she's an author, and you get divorced, the only way to change that in your Wikipedia page, the only way to update it is to actually literally say you are getting divorced in an interview and then Wikipedia can cite it because Wikipedia needs a source. Um, so Emily St. John Mandel, I guess, got a divorce and was seemingly frustrated that she couldn't change it. Um, so she tweeted this out and then did an interview with Slate like the next day where um, the only, the whole point of the interview was just to establish that she is divorced so that it could be updated in her Wikipedia. Um, I think this is really funny. I think she's probably a who because she's an author. Um, but her book got turned into a pretty popular show. Um, and the little article on Slate is, like, pretty funny. Um, and is this true, that you have to specifically say in an interview that you've been divorced in order for um, Wikipedia to say that? I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. Okay. Uh, Happy New Year, Leanne Cuisine. Bye. Because Wikipedia is a editable document, when you put something there, it has to be cited. So because mm-hmm. of the nature of Wikipedia and its existence as not being written by necessarily credible sources, I mean, incredible writer, like the, the writers who edit Wikipedia, you yourself don't have to be um, anyone important. You don't have to have an expertise or be vetted. The information you add, though, has to be sourced out to somebody who is, quote unquote, vetted, a journalist, a, a publication, a fact check something or whatever. There are people whose job it is is to moderate Wikipedias and check all the changes and stuff like that. That's why they're constantly asking for money and and stuff too, you know? Some people are paid. Some people do that volunteer work. But that's not the point about being checked. My point is that, yes, it is checked. You can't just write whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But it works on the – the entire system works on the fact that it is able to change because it bases itself off of other publications. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So – Emily St. John Mandel is definitely a who, maybe a, a, I don't know, literary them because she's written like very, very popular books. Famous, most famously, she wrote Station Eleven, as the caller said, which turned into a wonderful show. Um, and what what's the book that just came out? A Sea of Tranquility, it just came out. So very popular, successful author. Yep. She was married until quite recently. This and year. a Wikipedia 
said that she was married to a man and that they'd been married for a while. And she tried to change the Wikipedia to say that they're divorced because it was becoming a problem um, because she has a girlfriend now that people would say, oh, oh Emily St. John Mandel has a girlfriend. Is she cheating on her husband? She's married. She's married. Now, is she cheating? Wow. Is she cheating? And so she said, this is annoying. I can't change my Wikipedia. It's actually in, in, invading my personal life in a way that's very irritating and harmful to me. Yeah. So via who knows how, she is interviewed um, by Slate Magazine by Dan at Slate Magazine. Dan Coyce, and who said, I'll interview you. You can say you're divorced uh, as a public figure and then they'll cite you can this add on the Wikipedia. It site. It's just, it, that's great. I just think it's interesting. Her tweet, second tweet says, it sounds crazy, but Wikipedia runs on citations. It's not mm -hmm. crazy. That's, that's literally how Wikipedia runs. Like, mm -hmm. I know it's not necessarily the best system, but that's the only system that keeps Wikipedia. We need proof. Wikipedia. That's the whole, mm -hmm. you can't make an editable encyclopedia that's not going to have have to be sourced the whole thing what's the problem the problem really is is that you can really source any website that deems itself to be kind of a news source and that is where you get sticky because it's like oh the source can be wrong the source can be allegedly -ing. it could be seemingly -ing, you know the reason that it even said she was married to begin with was because she spoke to publishers weekly about her marriage yeah. you know like yeah. had she not spoken about it in an interview publicly in something that right. could be cited that wouldn't even have been there. This is just a very interesting story about like how the sausage is made because I think a lot of people don't know how Wikipedia works. And no, that which is why totally this sense. interview that Dan did with her is so fascinating because it's not about her marriage or divorce. It's about how Wikipedia works. Who cares mm -hmm. about this woman's marriage or divorce? Sorry, no offense, Emily. I do not care what you, who you're married to or who you're dating. But what this interview is really about is about how Wikipedia is created and how, how it works and how yeah. information gets there. And there was, and it's even, it's even more complex than like, she couldn't even just tweet that. Like it needed to be no. Although journalism I've heard them, in a way. I've heard them, so I've heard Wikipedia source, I don't know. I think I've seen Wikipedia source tweets before, but who knows? It is weird because let's say you gave like a public statement. I guess it, it would, you could, I wonder if Wikipedia could, could they cite your Instagram for your public statement or would they have to cite somebody writing about your, um, your public statement or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe they wouldn't let her change her thing because she was sourcing it. She was citing it improperly, meaning not citing anything at all versus if she yeah. had cited her own tweet, that could have worked. Yeah. And also the problem with Wikipedia is that you can't edit your own page. You need to get That's another That's the other thing is you need to, to get it. somebody on Wikipedia or somebody who's higher up on Wikipedia too, who has like Wikipedia clout to update exactly. your page properly. So there is a there is quite a barrier because it's not even like you have to have a Wikipedia account. Your account has to be like vetted in a way that is honestly beyond me. Like you have to have had yeah. the account for a certain number of years. Edit Wikipedia. Right. It used to be. But like well. trolling Wikipedia is hard, not because you can't change it, but because the moment you do change it, if you're trolling, it gets changed back like instantly because they have people in place to take care of this. And Wikipedia is a great place to find information that you then mm -hmm. follow up on. Like, because you have to understand that it's not necessary. Like, the fact that anyone can change it, maybe you're looking at the information the minute before it gets changed back or something. Mm -hmm. When somebody puts some information that's not true. That's fun. I've never seen this before. Doing an interview with a major publication with the sole purpose of having your Wikipedia edited in a way that it. is authorized. I love it. Good job, it. Emily. Good Emily, job, Emily game the system. She did. Let's do some rapid fires and call it a day. Call it a weekend. Hi, BLT. So I was just wondering, Samantha Mumba, so she probably knows Chumbawamba, but do you think Chumbawamba knows Samantha Mumba? And also, what is Samantha Mumba up to? 
right. Porkin Sorkin, Crunch Crunch. Samantha Mumba, Irish, singer, popular in the late 90s, Both early 2000s. Both are one-hit wonders. Chumbawamba, yep. English, popular in the late 90s, early 2000s. Do they know each other? I think the answer is yes, both sides. Yes, I both think so, ways. too. Maybe not personally, but they do know of each other. Of they're both they do. One, they're, they're both iconic one-hit wonders to me. What's a better song, though? Gotta Tell Ya or um, Tub Thumping? That's really hard. Isn't that tough? They're probably very different t- vibes. Probably Tub Thumping. Like, Tub Thumping is, like, iconic. If you had to take your Rio MP3 player that you got in 2000 on a, des- on a desert island, a solar-powered Rio one, and it could only have one track, would it be Gotta Tell You or Tub Thumping? Because I think it's got to tell you. If I can only listen to one of them for the rest of my life, it's got to tell you. If I if I only listen to Tub Thumping, I would I, I would to, die like, an early death. Escape the island, or I'm just like I'm it's, I'm a goner. No, you've you've resigned to the fact that you're you're going to spend the rest of your days on this island. Then I guess it would be Samantha Mumba. But if I needed the strength <laughs> to like be inspired to to like save myself, I would to have, choose Tub Thumping. If you need montage music to like yeah. build your raft, yes. yeah, you want Tub Thumping. If I'm like trying to live, then like I would want Tub Thumping. I get no Um, yeah, no. That's true. That's actually a good distinction. Thank you. (laughs) This is a great call, also. Lindsay, Bobby, and Timmy. Um, I was wondering if you could rank from who to them the Pandoras, like Pandora, the Avatar planet, Pandora bracelet, and Pandora's box. Thanks. Crunch, crunch. Okay, Timmy pointed out that we have to add Pandora Radio to the list. Obviously. Then we have four. And you Pandora have to add Radio. Pandora Vanderpump, who's um, Lisa Vanderpump's daughter. So we have Pandora Radio, Pandora the Planet from Avatar, Pandora Jewelry, the bracelets, Pandora's Box, and Pandora Van- Vanderpump. Okay, the whoiest one is definitely Pandora Vanderpump. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I didn't know she existed until you said what? that. I cannot believe what? that name. Pandora what? Vanderpump. Up next is Pandora Jewelry, I think, right? God, I think Pandora Jewelry and Pandora Radio kind of were neck and neck for a while, but maybe Pandora Radio shoot, shot up. What? Okay, let's start at the top. It's easier to start at the top. Pandora's box at the top. Yeah. Then Pandora Radio, no? Then Pandora Avatar? What's them here? Pandora Avatar or Pandora Radio? I think we have to wait until we see the box office figures for the sequel before we put Avatar above radio. I, I think, think you're right. I think it goes the box, radio, the radio, Avatar, Avatar Jewelry, jewelry. Vanderpump. Mm-hmm. Is Pandora jewelry above Avatar? No. Okay. A Lindsay Bobby. So last year I called and I requested, excuse me, asked for you guys to rank the 12 Days of Christmas from Who to Them. And you played a recording of when you had already done it, lol. But you said it was going to become a holiday tradition. So here I am again, calling back, making this request once again. Both to keep the tradition alive, but also to steep myself in the legacy of this esteemed production. So, if you could rank the 12 Days of Christmas from here to them, 
that would be amazing. And I hope you guys are enjoying the holiday season. Crunch, crunch. Bye. As is now tradition, when people call in and ask us to rank the 12 days of Christmas, we're just going to play our old segment because it doesn't get better than it's that. Perfect. We can't outdo our old segment. It's perfect. And you know this what? This Timmy's hasn't idea. Changed. He was like, you it's, should play it every it, year now. <laughs> it hasn't changed either. Like, it's not like we have new opinions on this. It's the same. Oh, my God. Okay. Um. <laughs> Uh, here we go. We, wow. I'm so glad I started it off with my Hanukkah song because this is truly torture. Yes? I know all of these and I... You do. I knew all of them. You uh, do. But since you do not celebrate Christmas, I feel like this is a song that's pretty popular all around. So I feel like if uh, you know it, it's a them. If you don't, it's a who. I'm just going to use that your heights, the high standard of you ha- you knowing this. Um. You know, this is the this is my experiment. So okay. on the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a partridge what? in a pear tree. Okay, that's a them. Everyone, that's a them. On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me two. <laughs> two. What did two they say? Two dogs them? a barking. Nope. Two. Two. Two frogs a frogging. It's the name of a Hallmark movie, and it's the two lords a leaping. Nope, that's later. Two two turtle fish doves. A okay, so that's a who. That's oh. a who. Turtle doves. But they aren't. That's not a who. I'm just an idiot. No, they're all. That's a who. That's okay, how we're doing fine. this. This is a okay. non-scientific evaluation. Okay. On the third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me three golden spoons. <laughs> <laughs> three. Three. A European country. European country and a and a bird. Three Germans. Knives. I don't know. Three, bird? A bird? A, a, a European bird. Three Portuguese parrots. Three French hens. Okay, so French hens. Who? On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me four. Lord. Four. Lord. It goes four. Four French mm-mm. doves. Four. Four light four bulbs. Mm-mm. Calling birds. Okay, that's a who. Calling Five. birds? Five. Are they all birds? Calling birds. Calling birds. Are they all birds? <gasps> no, no, no. That's the last bird. Oh. Oh no. There's actually three more birds. There's two more birds actually. But Wait, four five, calling. Four calling birds. What's five? Give me a hint. Five. Mm, mm, mm. Everyone knows that. Five. Mm, golden mm, rings. There we go. So, okay. Golden rings. Golden rings. Them. I if, I suspect <laughs> that that's going to be the only them. But here we go. Five golden, golden rings. rings. Four six. calling birds. Three French. Oh, oh wait. Oh, on the sixth day of Christmas. Six. six. Da 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 da. It's six jars of aquaphor. Six. It's four syllables. Six. Da 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 da. Six bams are spinning. Geese a Okay. That's a who. Seven. Da 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 da. Another it's bird. The same thing. Another bird that's a doing something. Seven turkeys bird. clapping. A long-necked bird that's a doing something in the water. How about Seven that? Seven cranes a craning. Nope, swans a swimming. Oh. Eight, eight, eight blanca blanca. What is it? Eight blanca blanca. It's a human. Lords a leaping. This is gendered. That's ten. So I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call Lords a leaping a them because well, I you heard just her it. say it. Maids a milking. Did that? Does that Ew, ring that's a bell? not. That's disgusting. That's not a who. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> disgusting, no. Your mom being like, disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> Maids a milkin? Nine. Da, 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 da. I for- completely forget about these women. Women? Yeah, they're nine ladies dancing. 
la- just ladies dancing. Nine ladies dancing. Okay, boring. Ten lords a leaping. You knew that one. Okay. Eleven. Ba, 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 ba. Eleven. Um. It's like sharks um, a swimming. Not, not a cigarette, but a jewels a vaping. Not use it. Not smoking out of a vape or a pipes of smoking. Pipes, pipers. What do pipers, pipers do? Pipers piping. Ugh, there you go. Stupid. But I'm still gonna call it a who because that was too hard. Vapes of smoking. <laughs> and then finally, twelve. Blada blada. It's a musician. Musicianing. Lot harps. Nope. Liars. Percussion. Lies. Liars. Per- drums a drumming. So oh. the only them. Uh, no, this is just because I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, the only thems I think are partridge in a pear tree and five gold rings. That's fine. it. That's fine with me. Well, That's it's funny because me. actually that makes sense. So it's the first line and it's the line mm-hmm. where the where the cadence changes. Yeah, so where like you go, everyone joins and they go. Yes. So I only know the yes. parts where like I may have paid attention to the song because it changed or just started. Yes. yes. I think that makes sense. I'm comfortable with that. Okay. As someone who knew all of them, I'm comfortable. I forgot about the ladies who were dancing, but everything else. <laughs> Jewels of vaping. That's pretty Jewels good. of vaping. I'm gonna make okay. a I'm gonna make a Hanukkah version of this next. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There, a weekly call-in show. Keep calling in at 619-Who-Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on Patreon.com slash whoweekly for tonight. Wait, I'm not. Why am I so off key? Oh, no. I can't do this. Am I on key? It's too early. I think you're way more on key than I am. Um, support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes commentary track we just dropped a commentary track for the holiday a movie oh that I don't God. like and Lindsay and does which makes for a fun convo so good and don't forget we already have one for love actually so if you want to yeah, like do. add us to your love actually re- yearly rewatch just slap us on top just sign up for uh, patreon.com slash weekly and uh, add us to your traditions you can also add you can also get the audio on the Apple Podcast app. Um thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our read a theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for research and editing and researching and editorializing. We'll see you next Friday. We're taking the Tuesday episode off, so we'll see you next Friday. We'll see you in a week. For the Who Me's. See you then. Bye. Bye. You will drive us. To be famous. Hi, Bobby Lindsay to me. This is my impression of the Pope praying for Catherine Jenkins' luggage to be found. St. Anthony, St. Anthony, please come around, for something is lost and cannot be found. Crunch, crunch. Ashley Tisdale. Hey, BLT. So something weird just happened to me. Um... So I was leaving work, and one of the maintenance guys was holding the door for me, but then he went first, and he was like, sorry, I went first, ladies first. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's okay. And he was like, well, it might be for you, but back in my day, whatever. And then we were walking. I was walking behind him because, like, I don't know. I didn't want to walk with him. I don't know. Um, And then he was like, did you copy your hairstyle from someone? And I was like, what? No, I don't think so. And he said, Haley Cuoco has that same haircut. And if that's what you're going for, you killed it. I was like, thank you so much. It was just so weird. So anyway, if there was any question if she is a them, um, she is. Because the maintenance guys that still think that they need to hold the door open for me think that her hair is pretty that's all thank you bye